Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at Center.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. July 5th, happy day after 4th of July. Woo-woo. Sure, we'll take it. I know, baby kitty. Come on up. Come join the show, little bear. Come on. Come tell everybody what you want to do. Come on. I was going to say happy 4th of July, but happy 4th of July, and it's only 173 days until Christmas. For the bestie, Silver Sister, countdown is on. We're into the hundreds now. <laughs> yeah, hundreds. <laughs> All right. Ooh, it is a torture today. I think we're looking at another 108 degrees here in the desert. Uh-oh, disconnected. Oh, man, this stupid system. Well, sorry about that, guys. We'll just continue on our way. I even, I had even, uh, here it goes. Yep, here we go again. Boy, I hate updates. I hate updates. All right, we say Wednesday, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Lots of news and information and things you might want to know and things you might not. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, all brought to you by Tumbleweeds Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down and get certified. Um, no, the bill has not passed enough yet to change the prices. Uh, we are hoping it does, but... Uh, so far, we're still waiting on it, but it is, we are still the least expensive in town at 249 Yeah. <laughs> like, what's behind door number one? Uh, that includes the state fee, processing, doctor fee, all the fees. Uh, if you are on food stamps, it's just 174 So, uh, come down, get certified. And if you don't want to get certified, maybe you just have some questions. Maybe you just want a consultation, just $60. You can meet with one of our doctors, sit down and say, hey, I don't even know if this is right for me. Um, what do you think? I'm, I'm on these medications. What do you think? You know, because sometimes people are just, they're a little nervous to, to jump into the cannabis uh, ring without knowing what it's going to do to the medications that they're uh, already on right now, so which is important. If you're on a medication, talk to your doctor about it, and hopefully they'll know enough about cannabis. And if they don't, well, our doctors do. So come down and have a consultation, get certified. If you want to know what the state of Arizona will allow you to get your medical marijuana card for, it would be, uh, and you can check it out yourself at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Go to the certification section, and you can even book your appointment right there. It says book appointment. Just click it. It takes you to a calendar where you can book anything. So if you have one of these conditions, you can get a medical cannabis card. PTSD, cancer, 
glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers fibromyalgia, migraines, DDD, arthritis, all sorts of pain, as long as it's uh, 60 days or more. Um, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, uh, and that would include dementia and all the other types of Alzheimer's, uh, and then uh, cachexia wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. That would include Parkinson's, tremors, things like that, anything that causes muscle spasms. And you're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or just the treatment for chronic or debilitating disease uh, or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions or more. That's right. So if your condition isn't on there, but you're taking something that's causing one of those conditions, well, then you can get your medical cannabis card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430, or you can email thctucson at gmail.com. You can go to the website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, and there's a form on the bottom of the page there, and the home page, I believe, and you can, uh, nope, it's on one of the pages. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. It is, we'll find it together. So we also want to uh, let you know about the Goodleys at 6224 East Speedway. Uh, You can go get some hemp and CBD products. Very beautiful place. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right, well, welcome back to Weed Day Wednesday. Silver Sisters here. Whoop, whoop. I had to call into the show uh, again. We'll see if it works. I don't even know if you can hear me now. <laughs> Silver Sisters. Oh, hey, bay. Um, All right, well, just going to continue on as if you can. If I get uh, any messages from above that says that. <laughs> Let me make sure that that is, uh, all right, I'm in the host too. All right. Well, thank you, thank you. Let's see. Um, Thank you for hearing. Um, Where is the book? Maybe I can even make it a little louder. This book has just come in handy, I believe. Maybe that's a little bit better. I don't know. Anywho, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Always uh, a crapshoot tuning in. All right, but someday I'm going to find a real podcast show and you'll <laughs> be able to hear it all the way through. All right, well, we had a lot of a lot of cool things we were reading. Last week we were uh, reading about the 2023 State of the Cultivation Industry Report. That needs like a big old echo. Um, and then also, did uh, we start reading about the casual signs behind the edibles? Uh, I don't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's also, um, yeah. Ooh, and yesterday I want to give a shout out, or Monday rather, to Desert Bloom. 
their 10th anniversary of being in dispensary. Good job, guys. Um, I actually did call in and get my buy one, get ones, and um, I got Silver Sil Silver Sister, a little bag of goodies that she likes, uh, butterscotch, and I got me some brownies and some beer gummies. I like the gummies because they're not coated with sugar. I cannot stand the ones that are coated with sugar. I just, it's, you've got enough stuff in there. You don't need, I don't know why they put the sugar coating. I mean, maybe it's to keep them separated, but I don't know, guys. Figure it out because <laughs> gummy bears stay separate. <laughs> All right. Um, let's find out what's going on in Arizona. Yay. All right. New brand. Uh, this was yesterday. New brand uh, coming to Arizona soon. This is from azmarijuana.com. All right. Let's see what it is. Drum roll. Uh, Verano Holdings Corporation, a leading multi-state cannabis company, has announced the launch of On the Rocks, a line of small batch solventless extracts handcrafted to express the purest form and flavor of the cannabis plant. And it's a sexy little, uh, it's kind of, it's old-timey, 1800-y, of course it is, in a brown box with a gold, uh, gold like uh, fancy design on it it says on the rock little cup with a rock ice cube in it uh, smoke behind it cards dice the whole thing all right the company expects to launch on the rock that then leaves dispensaries in arizona in the second half of 2023 and folks that would be now all right and silver sister um i don't know if you heard but there's only 173 days until christmas <laughs> So you're rolling your eyes. Uh, defined by solventless extraction methods dating back thousands of years, the on-the-rocks extract are developed using fresh frozen flowers and dry sift methods to collect the uh, cannabinoid and terpene-rich trichrome. Quote, introducing on-the-rocks solventless extract to our expanding brand portfolio recognizes and responds to cannabis connoisseurs' appetite for refined experiences flavors, and formats, said George Archos, Marcos, Verona founder and CEO. And the On the Rocks product line includes, I'm sure but isn't limited to, live rosin cartridge. Dab on the go with On the Rocks live rosin cartridges. Freshly harvested flour is frozen to retain maximum uh, maximum cannabinoids and terpenes extracted by collecting potent trichomes using an ice water bath, pressure, and heat. Ooh, see, and that's what I like. There's There are no chemicals involved. And I was just looking at um, what it says something about um, solventless. Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole other article about not using chemicals. All right, live rosin gummies. Ooh. Mmm, pure plant power meets juicy palate-pleasing flavor, hopefully without sugar on top. Infused with live rosin for full-spectrum benefits, On the Rock gummies are strain-specific and crafted with solventless ice water extraction. Mmm. All right, live rosin batter, B-A-D-D-E-R. Uh, <coughs> it starts with live rosin that is extracted by isolating terpene and cannabinoid-rich trichomes through an ice water bath to produce the desired oil. The oil is then whipped to create a smooth, homogenous extract with an even distribution of cannabinoids and terpenes to maximize flavor and optimize consistency. Woohoo! And I'm sure potency. Woohoo! Yeah, I'd like to know the potency of all these things. They should have said, you know, what's going on there. Oh, what is this? Oh, my Lord, a live rosin coin. Silver Sister, answer now. Have you heard of a live rosin coin? Oh. Live rosin coins are terpene-packed for a full-spectrum true-to-flower dabbing experience. The potent solventless extract is made from fresh frozen flour and refined in an ice water bath to collect and isolate uh, cannabis trichomes. The hash is dried then heated and pressed to its final form of coin shaped extract. Woohoo! It's hash. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love hash. 
light press hash. Light press hash is a nod to the original cannabis concentrate. Never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. Um, but, ooh, we want to try it. Um, trichomes are collected from dried and cured flour, isolated by sifting through mesh screens to create dry, sift keef. This keef is then pressed using low heat and soft pressure to form blocks that range from light sand to sandy green in hue. Mmm, full melt hash created by isolating cannabis trichomes through an ice water bath. The desired cannab uh, cannabinoids and terpenes are expressed by applying heat and pressure. The result is a top-quality solventless concentrate that fully melts, leaving no residue. Ooh. And temple balls. Temple balls are created by hand-rolling an essential piece as the outer shell protects the terpenes and cannabinoids, preserving its true flower flavor and aroma. Hmm. From 19, 2019 to 2022, the total United States cannabis concentrates category grew 31% and is projected to grow an additional 11% by 2027. Wow. Ooh. All right. Um, on the rocks product line, uh, you can go right to uh, barato.com and then they've got their on the rocks and look at their, they're all, it's all like, uh, Smoky bar, you know, meets cannabis, kind of, you know, uh, cigar bar kind of thing. Yeah. On the rocks kind of stuff. Woohoo. So, yep, there they go. Gummies, uh, carts, and all sorts of, all sorts of things. All right. So, check them out. Verano.com. I'll put it in our little, uh, blog there as long as, as long as we're still on there, kind of, sort of. Who knows? <laughs> I never know. All right, right on. Let's see what else is going on in the world of news. Oh, that went, oh, see, should have taken you right back to the news of uh, Arizona. Okay, let's see what else is, if there's any other interesting things. Um, oh, Arizona <coughs> sets new record high in 2023. All right, let's see what's going on here. Uh, Arizona's recreational cannabis sales hit the 100 million mark in March for the first began. While the medical market maintained uh, around the 30 million mark per month. Oh. <laughs> the recreational market has tripled reported totals over the medical side for, over, uh, for two of the past three months. Well, you don't. Sorry, guys, you need to take care of the medical folks a lot better. You'd have a lot more medical patients. But I think that's getting ready to change the bill that's getting passed. The Arizona Department of Revenue reported that in April, recreational sales reached nearly $86.5 million, while March sales were just shy of $101 million, marking the first time since recreational uh, sales kicked off January 2021. The market has hit the nine-figure mark. The first time both medical and recreational sales hit the $100 million mark combined was in March 2021 when medical sales were slightly more than $73 million and recreational hit $59 million. Since then, overall cannabis sales have topped $100 million every month, but this marks the first time a single pillar of the market topped the number by itself. Recreational sales for December 2022 through February 2023 were 93.4 million, 93.1 million and 84.5 million respectively. Medical sales have declined consistently at times um, precipitously since reaching a peak of 73.3 million in April 2021. Again, make room for the medical patients. And treat them better. Jeez, man, I've seen some not so good. July 2021 saw medical cannabis sales drop below $40 million. Uh, since September 2022, they've fluctuated between $33 million and $28.6 million in February 2023, the lowest monthly sales since the ADOR began reporting sales, uh, sales totals for the program. Medical marijuana sales in April were 
$30.3 million. The last time recreational and medical sales were anywhere near equal was October 2021 when adult use sales were $65.8 million and medical sales were $64.4 million. Taxes collected on recreational sales in April were $15.4 million and the total for both programs was $24.8 million. The state collects a 16% excise tax on uh, recreational sales in addition to the standard sales tax. Medical uh, patients pay pay roughly 6% in state sales tax. Um, Local jurisdictions charge an additional 2% or so for all marijuana sales. The excise tax on adult use marijuana sales has yielded one $54.6 $54.6 million so far in 2023. In 2021, recreational cannabis generated $32.9 million for 11 months of sales in a brand new market. And in 2022, that number ballooned to $132.8 million. Whoa. Uh, since the program launched, the state has collected more than $320 million in marijuana excise taxes. And you guys seriously can't print out medical cannabis cards? For people, hello. Uh, one third of those taxes are dedicated to community college and provisional community college districts. Thirty-one percent to public safety, safety including police, fire departments, fire districts, fire responders. Twenty-five percent to the Arizona Highway <clears throat> User Revenue Fund, and ten percent to the Justice Reinvestment Fund, which is dedicated to providing public health services, counseling job training, and other social services for communities that have been adversely affected and disproportionately impacted by marijuana arrest and criminalization. The Arizona Department of Health Services, which oversees cannabis regulation in the state, releases monthly reports on the medical program that are generally a month ahead of AZDOR's tax reports. The ADHS reports that as of May, There were 127,288 qualifying patient cardholders, roughly the same as there were in April. In January 2021, uh, ADHS reported a total of of 299,054 qualifying patients, a number that has been dwindling month by month. Through May, Arizona medical cannabis consumers have purchased 27,993 pounds of marijuana in various forms. The total for May was 5,635 pounds. (laughs) Okay, thanks for that, guys. All right, well, um, looks like everybody's still out there smoking weed, eating weed, drinking weed, rubbing it on. (laughs) All shapes and sizes and forms, except for in Rex, which I can't have teddy bears with it. And yeah, um, no more sugar on top. That's a lot of weed to have smoked, even in a month. 5,635 pounds. <laughs> that was just May. Um, I bet April's a lot more. They should have done that one. All right, well, there you have that. Let's see what's going on in High Time Magazine in just a moment after this. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your health lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Uh, you can email us, thctucson gmail.com, and just come on down to uh, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. All right, the U.S. Forest Service reminds employees that they are still subject to federal law. Hmm. One official addressed cannabis consumption for federal U.S. Forest Service employees. Yes, this job is probably looking like it's not going to be for me. That would be so great to be at 
wearing those hats around, <laughs> running around the forest as a job. On June 22nd, U.S. Forest Service, USFS, Deputy Chief for Business Operations Tony Dixon published a statement exploring the relationship and impact of cannabis on federal employees. Quote, over the last 10 years or so, our viewers around the use of marijuana, our views around the use of marijuana have shifted radically, Dixon stated. Quote, many states have legalized use of marijuana for medicinal purpose, and some have even allowed recreational use in much the same manner as tobacco or alcohol products. But where does that leave the federal government? Like other federal agencies, USFS employees are subject to the same federal laws as anyone else. However, he also explains the ongoing problem of federal employees not passing drug tests. Quote, as a result of the confusion around these state-by-state changes, there has been a noticeable uptick in cases of employees failing drug tests, he said. Those results have been associated with the legalization of marijuana and resulted in corrective action, including suspension and loss of employment. Depending on the agency, some people are disqualified from applying if they have consumed cannabis within one uh, <clears throat> year up to five years. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, previously required applicants to abstain from cannabis use for up to three years in order to be eligible for a job, although that was changed to one year back in July 2021. The U.S. Secret Service used to allow applicants 24 or younger to apply for jobs if they were cannabis-free for one year, and those 28 and older would need to be cannabis-free for at least five years. Well, they think they know that. However, <clears throat> in May, the cannabis updated uh, the agency. The cannabis the agency updated its rules to allow applicants uh, applications to be reviewed for those who consumed hemp-derived cannabis products within a year prior to the application. According to Dixon, though, cannabis can prevent employees from doing their work. Quote, I value all my coworkers and I want to ensure that we all continue to do the work we love in a safe environment. I don't want to see anyone penalized or even lose their job for something that could easily be avoided. Quote, many Forest Service employees already work in risky environments in their service of our communities. We want you to be aware of how this choice could have a negative effect on the rest of your life. So I wanted to take this time to refresh everyone on regulations and expectations placed upon us as Forest Service employees, quote. Dixon addressed CBD as well, warning that some products inaccurately labeled products which contain could potentially lead to a positive drug test. He also provided information for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration's National Helpline, and online resources for treatment for those struggling with addiction. Quote, above all, I want to make sure that at the end of the day, no one's employment is affected or cut short by situations that are within our control. Please remember that no matter the state, as a federal employee, you are always subject to federal law, Dixon concluded. Although, Dixon suggests that federal employees should abstain from cannabis use and cite substance abuse services if they have trouble doing so, some studies have found evidence that many substances can be used to treat certain forms of addiction. The results of study published in JAMA Psychiatry in August of 2022 found that psilocybin can be used to treat alcohol misuse disorder. In October 2022, a study published in Substance Use and Misuse stated that four out of five patients featured in the study reported a decrease or reduction in opioid use after using medical cannabis. Quote, the findings suggested that some medical cannabis patients decrease opioid use without harming quality of life or health functioning soon after the legalization of medical cannabis. Quote, researchers explained. In March, researchers wrote in an addiction neuroscience journal study that CBD helped female rats curb opioid addiction. Quote, the ability of whole plant extracts to reduce opioid 
reward and drug-seeking behavior appears quite robust and of great clinical utility, researchers wrote. Another study published in the journal Expert Review of Neurotherapeutics earlier this year in April also found that many chronic patients, uh, chronic pain patients who consume cannabis, researchers also found that, quote, patients prescribed oils or both types of CBMPs experienced reduced anxiety and improvement in their ability to perform daily activities, the authors wrote. You know what else they probably wrote in? They listened to this song. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEA's would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. Wednesday, everybody. Woo-hoo. How y'all doing out there? Oh, it is July fifth, one hundred seventy-three days until Christmas. Whoop, 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 whoop. Get ready. Start to get ready. <laughs> Go get those shirts, socks, underwear. You know, books, CDs, DVDs, fun things. Oh, maybe a new, maybe maybe new noise canceling earmuffs 
or I mean not earmuffs, but um headsets. That'd be cool. I want to try those. Anywho, welcome back to Weed Day Wednesday. What are y'all smoking out there? I pulled some out of the vault, some purple lemonade. It's actually purple, and it's really cool because uh, I cleaned my bong uh, like completely, which you should always do because you waste your weed if you don't clean that bowl, and especially if it's a nice, beautiful glass bowl and you can see through it. The the when I ground it up, it's actually purple. Woohoo! Purple lemonade, auto flowers. Ha ha. <laughs> I love my auto flowers. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> and thanks to Tumbleweed Cell Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Uh, come on down, get certified. Come on down, get some CBD, um, uh, CBN, CBG, all sorts of this cannabinoids are down there. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Yeah, come on down. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're just kind of on that little, uh, I call it the frontage road there. Uh, there's a, a law office and um, Frontier Dental was there. I don't know if they've closed or they're renovating or moving or what's going on. Uh, State Farm's down there. Um, but yeah, come and see us. Come on in. Say hello and uh, check everything out. We've got some nice, um, beautiful, handmade um, pipes and bongs and um, pieces of art down there, basically. So come on, check it out. And then check out the Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Uh, it's super beautiful in there, right next to um, Bookman's at Broadway and Wilmot on the southwest side of the road. Uh, so come on down. Lots of new um, hemp and CBD products and um, beautiful, yeah, hi, kitties. Beautiful uh, pipes and bongs and all sorts of fun things down there, too. Hemp products, backpacks, um, wallets, all sorts of cool things. Ooh, kitty leashes. I know, they're probably just small dog leashes, but what is going on over there? Having some sort of conference, of course. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Somebody has something in their mouth, and now they all want it. All right, let's see. Um, cannabis business time. You guys get a major shout-out because um, without fail, every month they send us a cool magazine, and I think li- they've literally been doing that. I, I don't know, Silver Sister, what, at least, <laughs> I want to say like 10 years. I mean, it's been a very long time. Um, I don't know. It's been a while, so thank you for doing that because we really appreciate it and we look forward to the magazines and the reading on air. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, they have any tips for, um, okay, five innovative and regenerative growing techniques for cannabis cultivators. Let's get into some growing. I know it's kind of hot now, but you ever just looked up what strains grow the best in the desert? We should find out. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Oh, last year's at last year's cannabis conference, outdoor growers shared sustainable cultivation techniques they use on their farms to create a closed loop system and help preserve the planet. Nice. Um, <clears throat> cannabis cultivators curious about employing alternative uh, cultivation methods receive firsthand knowledge about approaches some of their peers are. Uh, taking to regenerative growing techniques at Cannabis Conference 2022, where Mason Walker, co-founder and CEO of Oregon-based East Fork Cultivars, and Julie Jacobson, co-founder and CEO of California-based Aster Farms, took the stage to share the sustainable practices they have implemented um, implemented at their outdoor farms. Uh, in a panel moderated by Kevin Tooth, um, Chief Cultivation Officer at Michigan-based Lumi Cannabis Company, Walker and Jacobson first defined what regenerative agricultural means to them. For Walker, the terms sustainable and regenerative 
are frequently tossed around the industry and can mean different things, depending on who you talk to. He and the East Fork team define regenerative farming as identifying resources they use that have a negative impact on the environment, such as taking irrigation water from a river, uh, for example, or and working to not only reduce the use of those resources, but also regenerate the value of those resources for the farm's future use. Similarly, Jacobson defines regenerative uh, farming practices as working within a living ecosystem, replenishing resources as they are used, and creating a system that can replenish resources on its own. Producing cannabis regeneratively has several benefits, Walker and Jacobson said, not just for the planet, but also for businesses. For example, Walker shared that a neighboring hemp farm told him in early 2022 that it had to let part of its land lay fallow for, uh, last year <clears throat> because the business could not afford the inputs to plant the entire acreage. Because East Fork's regenerative practices allow it to use fewer outside resources, it was able to plant its full acreage despite the rising cost of pesticides and fertilizers. Quote, it was just uh, such a stark, obvious example of the power of regenerative agriculture and regenerative choice uh, choices in business, Walker said. Um, regenerative farming, you're uh, less relying on global supply chain. You are less relying on commodity pricing. You're less relying on other service providers. Jacobson shared that Aster Farms composts its green waste, which saves the business approximately $8,000 a year in the expenses required to bring compost onto the farms for its plants. Quote, there are much, <clears throat> oh, there are direct financial benefits to literally reusing your waste and turning it into nutrients and, and cover and mulch for your crops, she said. Uh, here, Walker and Jacobson share five innovative and regenerative growing techniques they use on their farms to create a closed-loop system and help preserve the planet. All right. Number one, low-till or no-till farming. Jacobson described tilling as the process of using a machine to blend the soil, breaking it up in preparation for planting crops. Tilling can kill beneficial insects in the soil, she said, and while it may be necessary when breaking ground for the first time, there are more natural ways to break up the soil and preserve its natural ecosystem, which can benefit cannabis crops. Well, I think there's mythology around low-till and no-till farming, and it has a ton of value, Walker said. Those microorganism colonies in your soil are your workers, and you really don't want to break up their colonies and stop their work of keeping a healthy environment and breaking down macronutrients and micronutrients that your plant can use. East Fork is not a no-till farm, Walker said. The team must till to add additional nutrients like calcium to the soil to help the plants thrive, but the company is working toward a no-till system. In the meantime, Walker said, East Fork has switched from high-depth, high-intensity tilling to spading and has invested in a paddle spader that works the soil to incorporate the minerals while also keeping larger chunks of soil intact to allow microorganisms to thrive. East Fork also plants um, cover crops in the pathways between rows of cannabis plants so that soil-dwelling microorganisms can live there and eventually migrate to the cannabis crops. Quote, spaders are great alternatives and we cover crop also, Jacobson said. Once you cover crop seed and get cover crops going, we don't even have to re Our cover crop just regrows every year. We're growing three, four-foot-long uh, daikon radishes that is aerating, that is doing to the soil more and better than anything a piece of equipment could ever have done, and then it all just gets turned back into compost, quote. All right. So that is your low-till or no-till farming. Number two cover crops. We were all like, what is a cover crop? When it comes to cover crops, Walker said, East Fork uses a more traditional mix of rye, clover, and other native plants. Quote, just the act of cover cropping is really powerful and can also apply to indoor greenhouse operations as well as sun growing, he said. 
Mono, quote, monocropping is not great. It's not really a regenerative practice. We're growing a high-value crop. We're growing under extreme regulation that makes it really difficult for you to do any sort of crop rotation because most states require you to grow your canopy in a fixed place, and it's really difficult to change where you're growing it and more expensive. So with that in mind, I think we have to get creative cultivators to incorporate good farming practices. Cover crop is an essential one, quote. Walker outlined three specific benefits of cover cropping. It prevents erosion, it pulls nitrogen from the air, and it adds biodiversity to the growing environment. Quote, I think the best advice you can follow is see what organic farmers do in your area, he said. They've gotten decades of wisdom and reasons they choose to cover crops in those areas. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. All right, number three, habitat preservation. East Fork works to preserve the natural habitat around its farm. And the company is conducting a multi-year study with the University of California, Berkeley, to determine the farm's impact on the local wildlife. UC Berkeley has set up camera traps all over East Fork's 33-acre farm, which Walker said is an area with a diverse population of migratory animals and insects. The study, now in its second year, is meant to monitor what impact East Fork senses and style of farming has on wildlife. A lot of those creatures are part of a very intricate web, and if you take one of them out, if you have a fence up that blocks the deer, it really impacts the environment and can destabilize your local environment, Walker said. The results of the study will help East Fork to determine how to minimize the uh, disruption of local wildlife and their habitat. Well, already I'm picturing like <laughs> just have a throughway, you know, just have a way, you know, just like a little uh, hallway where they can just get through and put your fences up, leave a little hallway. Um, four, companion plants. I love this. This is great. Companion plants or non-cannabis plants placed in and around cannabis to benefit the cannabis crop. Our important part of Astor Farms business, Jacobson said, the team plants companion seeds every year in the hopes of bringing beneficial insects to the cannabis plant. Astor Farms also maintains a a terpene garden, a non-cannabis garden that has pollinating plants such as marigolds that attract uh, additional beneficial insects and that can naturally mitigate pests. That's what I was thinking, but marigolds, great for that quote, set up against it, and put the bugs to work, uh, quote, Walker said of East Fork's similar companion plant strategy. All right. And number five, composting. After Farms maintains a 10-foot by 12-foot structure with a roof and three sides that is open to the native soil where the team places cannabis green waste, clippings from the terpene garden and other organic materials to make compost for the farm. The temperature of the compost pile is closely monitored. Jacobson said that when it starts to heat up, it's a sign that the natural materials are starting to break down. Quote, it's an incredible resource, she said. Quote, regeneration is about creating these inputs on your property and not only on the property, but out of the cannabis waste itself. It's a really close loop, a closed loop cycle. It doesn't necessarily all of our needs in terms of nutrients. It's not the end-all, be-all, but we use it for both regular compost and we use it for some places for a thicker compost as a mulch of sorts. It's great and it's super easy to do, folks. There you go. All right. I love growing. I miss growing. Yep, yep, you kitties. They took over my grow room and uh, (laughs) I need to get it back but I thought maybe I'll grow one plant in my western room. I really want to try growing outside. That's why I wanted to know uh, what plant grows. What, let's see, let's find out what uh, Google, Dr. or yeah, Gardener Google says. What cannabis <coughs> plant grows best in the desert? Yeah, in Tucson specifically. Outdoor. Outdoors in Tucson. That's specifically. And I don't know, right now, it's just freaking hot out, so I don't think any of them would be real super happy about growing outside to be like, um, what happened to, like, you know, 75 and sunny? Now it's like 100, it's going to be 108 today, so 
good Lord. Um, the four best outdoor growing strains for uh, Arizona, Gorilla Glue, Blue Dream, Bruce Banner, and Bubba Kush. Hmm. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, the 10 best strains to grow in Arizona with pictures. There you go. That's the way to go. The 10 best strains to grow in Arizona. Number one, Blue Dream. <clears throat> I picked street, uh, strains. Uh, let's see. Two popular seeds. Um, well, those are huge. Um, and I wonder if they, I should maybe refine my search to definitely outdoor. What can uh, an outdoor into Tucson? Let's try that. Because that's different. And I think they can do it. Of course they can. Oh, same list popped up? Come on. Come on. All right, well, there you go. Best strains to grow outdoors in Arizona. I, I'm pretty much thinking, um, what is this? No. Oh, no. All right. This just took me to a seed, <laughs> a seed site. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, here we go. Best strains to grow outdoors in Arizona. Can you grow weed in Arizona? Before you get too excited about growing cannabis in Arizona or any other state, oh, check with your laws. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but, uh, prior to November 2020, growing weed in Arizona was not as simple. Um, okay. Is the climate of Arizona suitable for cannabis cultivation? Two things. Arizona has an abundance of sunshine and warm weather. With the right setup and watering schedule, the Arizona climate is ideal for many strains, especially sun-loving sativas. Woo-woo! With a sunny season of at least six months, each year, the climate is also ideal for reaping several harvests in one season with the use of autoflower strains. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <clears throat> the main things to stay aware of in the hot and arid climate of Arizona are heat waves are too much or are heat waves and too much direct sunlight. However, to make things work in your favor, the use of basic garden netting exactly foreshadow and decent supply of water will ensure your plants will have a fruitful life. So here are the best weed strains to grow in Arizona. Uh, with plenty of sunshine, uh, the right care, and top fast seeds, you can certainly get to growing cannabis in Arizona in no time. On this list, you'll find a seed for every need. <clears throat> Simply pick one that floats your boat and don't waste any more time. Glookies, and this is from Barney's Farm. Glucky, strange name fool you. Glucky's by Barney's Farm is an incredibly potent indica dominant strain that stems from the likes of Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies and Gorilla Glue. As you can imagine, with that kind of percentage, this strain pushes out heavy yields of dense, strongly scented sticky butts. With THC climbing to 25%, you can expect a strongly uplifting cerebral head rush that slowly melts into a full body buzz. Enjoy a hit on a lazy afternoon of art and craft or bring it to the barbecue and get chatty in a cloudy in a cloud of nutty diesel smoke um, with refreshing hints of lemon. All right, there you go, that's a good one. All right, Grandmommy Purple, and that's from Herby Seed. Another primate uh, medicinal indica dominant strain with legendary uh, parentage is Grandmommy Purple by Herby Seeds with a THC percentage uh, from a fairy tale reaching 33%. This warm and comforting strain is ideal for chronic pain, severe anxiety, and sleep disorder. Enjoy her warm embrace with waves of euphoria and wholesome nostalgic scents of wild berries and flavors of grandma's fruity, hard candies. Her short and stout uh, <clears throat> stature is discreet enough for any grow room, making her perfect for cannabis in Arizona. Um, let's see. Grandmommy Purple. Hmm, couldn't say what it was uh, mixed with. All right. All right, uh, Tatanka, pure CBD. All right. The true spiritual heritage of Arizona, home of the Grand Canyon, Tatanka Pure CBD by Royal Queens 
is a medicinal herb worth having in the cabinet. <clears throat> Indica dominant with CBD as high as 14% and THC lower than 0.25, you can receive all the relief in healing your body and soul needs without the mind-altering intensity offered by other strains. With the delicious bitter caramel smoke, enjoy a relaxing gentle effect with analgesic and anti-anxiety properties for an all-day or nighttime dose. All right. I grew one like this. Ooh, I grew Caramelicious. This one is called Caramello by Delicious Seeds. Arizona Weed Seeds <clears throat> and Sativa go together like peanut butter and jelly. The 70% Sativa-dominant hybrid Caramello by Delicious Seeds will grow like Caramel King in the Arizona climate. With potency as high as 24% THC, enjoy a striking cerebral high strong enough to brighten any day. Along with this strain's noticeable energy rush, the sweet floral aromas hit your nose like a bundle of daisies, easing into a melty caramel flavor with a skunk pungency to remember. All right. Whoop, whoop. You are listening to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. That's right. I would have sound effects, but uh, the show quit again, so I had to use my own phone as usual. Um, call in if you want. 646. Uh, nine one five eight four two one. Uh, get online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. You can click the radio link and listen to the show. You can even get on and you can blog and do all that sorts of fun stuff. But we are reading. Uh, just got a couple minutes left about good strains to grow in Arizona. All right, Wedding Blue Auto. Woo woo! I love auto flowers. They are awesome. They are easy. They are fast, and they are. Potent, am I right, Silver Sister? Whoop, whoop. Uh, and these are by Fast Buzz. Draped in a beautiful veil of white trichomes, Wedding Glue is a classic high-potency hybrid for growing cannabis in Arizona. You'll swear that you're hearing beams of heavenly music after a puff of this sweet bride. With her 26% THC content, giving you a blissful cerebral high that melts into a comfortable body analgesia. Top off the fun day or night you have ahead of you, this scrumptious strain is like biting into a slice of fresh vanilla wedding cake with hints of sourness like a fresh cream icing. Mmm. All right. We like that. Woo-woo. All right. Uh, let's see. Godzilla cookies. Otto. Woo-hoo. With the seemingly year-round sunny climate, growing cannabis in Arizona, is a banquet if you use auto flowering seed. <laughs> this monstrous strain, Godzilla Cookies, auto by Herbie, Herbie Seeds, is a must-have if you're looking for the perfect high-yielding uh, all-rounder. This well-balanced hybrid produces some of the most gargantuan buds with an epic cookie and diesel flavor explosion that you'll smell before you see, not to mention up to 27% THC content to lighten the mood for a social creative high that electrifies the body. The body. Woo-hoo. All right. And, uh, well, folks, it looks like, wow, I can't even believe we just made it to the end of the show already. Thank you for tuning in to Wednesday Wednesday. We thank you for being here with us. As always, be smart, be safe, and educate. 173 days until Christmas. Be nice to each other out there. Smoke some weed. Eat some weed. Rub some weed on. I'll whatever. Just get it into your system. It's good for you. Have an awesome week, say Wednesday. We'll be back next week. And who knows, maybe Silver Sister and Cannabis Kid will both be joining us too. Woo-hoo! All right. Happy week, say Wednesday, folks. Have a good one. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. 
Have an awesome day. We'll see you next week. Woo!